flavor comes first, and that is the uh, main mission at Built Bar. They make really healthy, low-calorie, low-carb, high in protein and high in fiber protein bars. If that's what you want to call them. Mm-hmm. But they're really not. They're, I mean, yes, they are. But they're candy bars. They're made with real chocolate. They taste fantastic. Mint brownie is so good. Salted caramel cookies and cream. You name them, they have them, and then they throw in an extra bar from time to time uh, just for you to try it. Check out Built Bar. Get a box now, 15% off your first order. Get the mix box, built.com. That's built.com, Beck 15. Sick, twisted freak. We have some audio from Fauci today that I think is so important that we play because he's telling us what we can and can't do for the holidays. And I don't know about you, but I've been waiting for him to come out and tell me. What do we what do we do? We've been trying to send out all of the invitations, but we can't right. do that can't until do we hear from Fauci what we're allowed to do. Well, God has spoken from on high <laughs> and we give you that news and some sad news at the same time in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about Relief Factor. Nina, uh, she wrote in. She said Relief Factor got me out of pain, Glenn. I like to work in my flower garden. I walk my dog. I run up and down my stairs without being in pain now. (laughs) I also sleep through the night without an ice pack on my knee. That's all because of Relief Factor. Thank you so much. Nina, I hear these stories every day, and it is great to see people get back to doing the things they want to do. It's worked for me. It worked for Nina. It's worked for thousands of others, uh, others just like us. If you've pretty much given up and you're like, I guess this is the way my life is going to be, I want you to try Relief Factor, please. It's not a drug developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Order the three-week quick start now for only $19.95. It's relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. All right. Sick, twisted freak. So I want to play. Um, I want to play a couple of cuts here from Dr. Fauci. First of all, uh, play cut two. Cut two. Why do you think mm-hmm. you've become so controversial? And honestly, do you think there's anything you have done no. that has contributed no. to that? How dare you, Chris? Of course not. Well, I'm not so sure I could answer the latter because I can't think of anything. But I'm sure some people will. But, you know, Chris, I have stood for always making science, data and evidence be what we guide ourselves by. Mm. And I think people who feel differently, who have conspiracy theories, who deny reality that's looking them straight in the eye. Those are people that don't particularly care for me. 
And that's understandable because what I do when I try very hard is to be guided by the truth. And sometimes the truth becomes inconvenient for some mm. people. So they react against me. Mm. That just mm. is what it is. There's not much I can do about that, Chris. Boy, he is so he is so right on, isn't he? He's mm. guided by the truth. And he's never he's never done anything that no. he can think of. No. That might elicit a negative response. No, not at all. By no. the way, the football games uh, that are happening all over, they are COVID super spreader events. Uh, according to oh, no. Dr. Fauci. Really? Yeah. Well, no, not really. Not oh, okay. really. Okay. No, NBC has uh, has uh, come out and fact-checked uh, his fear and uh, said, no, no, they haven't become super spreader events. So well, that's good news. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good news. But that's really anti-Fauci, really what it is. That's a conspiracy um, theory by NBC News right. is what it is. You have to get your vaccination and get both vaccinations when you're fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, it's it's like having a marching band uh, celebrating, just parading down the streets of your arteries. It is. <laughs> really? It is. Oh. It is that good. That's the science. Yes, that's the science. And those who are uh, protected have both shots and have listened to Fauci. Mm-hmm. They're generally fine. Uh, yes, generally there you fine. go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, I have some bad news for you. Somebody mm-hmm. who is fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Powell has passed away uh, yeah. from COVID related COVID related uh, issues. I wonder what those what those were, you know, problem with his heart. Uh, I mean, Could was be, it yeah. was it COVID really? Was it COVID that brought him down? I I would probably assume yes that is a big part of it that as as we know uh, most deaths in this country have multiple causes ten uh, those people who weren't vaccinated that got him sick oh man uh, yeah by I the mean, way like, he was uh, NBC is reporting he was the first black Secretary of State uh, <laughs> wow they're just getting to that yeah they're he just was, getting to that that's old news yeah. Glenn he's been they the first black we Secretary don't know, of State for a while we don't know who appointed him was it the Democrats. Or the Republicans. We're not sure. Mm. We're not sure at this hour. It's not important. It's, it's not important not to important. say right it now. It isn't. No. It isn't. Because when he actually was Secretary of State, they right. trashed him constantly and called Correct. him the worst person on earth Correct. until he endorsed Barack Obama. And then he became the best person on earth. Yes. Those yes. were the two time periods of his life. Right. He was the worst person on earth and then he was the best person on earth. Right. And they're only going to cover the best person on earth uh today today while yes while he has died from covid uh and don't overgeneralize by the way we will absolutely see people on the left calling him a baby killer for his iraq testimony uh that will definitely still occur even though he died today again you know i his later political efforts were not were not mine however you know, you, you, they, the well, left will still trash him i am for his i am just saying that Fauci lied. Colin died. I don't, just no. You think that? Yes, I don't think that's, that really, that's a great. It's point. not helpful. No, not helpful. no. And we should All point right. out, by the way, of course, just to note this, that people who die from COVID or mm-hmm. with COVID, mm-hmm. uh, generally old, as we would have been pointing out Correct. as conservatives. And he was eighty-four, and he was eighty-four. Mm. Now, everyone, almost everyone, above. 65 years old is vaccinated mm. that's something like 95.6 percent so everyone who dies that's over 65 is likely going to be 
vaccinated. This should not surprise people. Mm, well, when just, people do die oh, that are over 65, and it will happen, though it's happening at lower rates. Was, if everyone were vaccinated, this ev- wouldn't have happened. If ev- No, it's not true. If everyone no, were vaccinated, no. then everyone who died would be vaccinated. <laughs> That, that's the way but it, you couldn't <laughs> spread it this do if everyone was vaccinated you couldn't get it and spread it you you it's possible it's it just much possible. less likely yes huh. it is okay. approximately right. six to 11 times less likely yes wow. but that okay. doesn't mean that doesn't mean it won't ever happen and mm-hmm. uh i know mm-hmm. it's interesting because the media is going to come out today and say like look at these anti-vaxxers they are they are celebrating at the grave of colin powell who died and I'm he not. was vaccinated. You might not be, but there will be those who do that today. And that's obviously you're doing life wrong if, if that's the way you act to this to this news. Well, but however, however, we should point out that the New York Times is doing the same thing about a guy who like owned a bar. Like it's not even a celebrity. No one who even knows who he is. It's like Jim Tempson, who owned a subway restaurant in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. He once tweeted an anti-Fauci meme and then died of COVID. And they make that into a New York Times front page story. So I think you can forgive some of the uh, the negative actions Not that me. will be taken Not uh, me. today. Not me. I, I don't understand those negative actions. I think mm. co- I think this thing has been on the up and up and uh, Fauci has been great. Well, I, he, he is, was right about I'll say this. He was right about the, the idea that masks don't work. They don't do anything. Mm. You know, he made that big point at the beginning and, uh, and then he changed it. Oh, oh. Uh, well, he was right about herd immunity being 65%. And once we get to 65% combined natural infection and, and vaccination, then this is just going to basically go away. He was right. He didn't lie about that and then later change it to 85%. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yeah, no. We uh, know that didn't no, occur. No, no, no. By the way, um, even though things are really starting to look good with COVID, uh, it looks like we can't now lift the restrictions. <laughs> of course not. We can't Mm-mm. because if we lift the restrictions now could lead to a large flu outbreak. Uh. And I know what you're thinking. Not <laughs> the flu. Yes, the flu. It's back. And this time it's pissed. Yeah. Yeah. The flu. You wouldn't want to lift this draconian uh, quarantine for the flu, would you? And Fauci said that, too, by the way. He thinks that it would be good if we kept some of the stuff around to limit you know, flu deaths even after the pandemic is gone, mm. which I would uh, I would not be I, I, I would not dis- I would disagree with completely, but also would say I at least in Texas, I am not experiencing a draconian quarantine. I mean, literally, there's no difference in my life whatsoever from now and before. No, I, mean, I was sitting I in church that that's yesterday. That's not the case everywhere. I was sitting in church yesterday, and every you know, masks are up to the individual, and that's fine if it makes you feel good. Yep. But I counted exactly one person, mm-hmm. one that had an N95 mask, and I thought, out of all of us, that's the one person who's consistent. That's the one yeah. person who's going to survive. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you believe in the mask thing, that's the one who has the chance. Of survival. Everybody else that was wearing a mask was wearing something that it won't stop 
the coronavirus from going in. It won't. It, it, yes. it, most people were wearing a cloth mask, which is ridiculous. Basically pointless in most pointless. Cir- circumstances. Yeah. Uh, the N95, though, is, is a different story. I mean, it the is. N95 has, has held right. up uh, through. If you're, I mean, and if you are elderly, if you are really worried about it, mm-hmm. you should wear an N95 mask. Mm-hmm. Everything else is a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, I, I think that's largely true. I mean, there's, you know, there are like there's these they put out these studies in in in, you know, labs and, and in certain circumstances where you can show some benefit. You see, like if there's a hundred, like say there's a hundred percent masking uh, for in every circumstance where it would matter, not when you can take it off to eat. Right. Like doesn't make it. Of course, that's ridiculous. Like, by the way, Joe and Jill Biden got caught doing uh, at a restaurant. At a restaurant. Uh, at a restaurant. Do you These believe people, this? On the weekend that Colin Powell dies, yeah. they're at a restaurant. <laughs> Where was with, Joe Biden? Uh, without a mask. Mm. Without right. a mask. <laughs> but I mean, uh, the, it, certainly the idea that half the people are masked wearing cloth masks that are ill-fitting and do almost nothing, if anything. I mean, maybe surgical masks, there's some argument for a little bit of an effect, but the cloth masks, there's really not much. N95, there are, and all you need to do to protect yourself with an N95 is wear it. You don't have to worry about everybody else around you wearing them. You just have to wear it. And you can wear it with the ventilation system, too, mm-hmm. because nobody cares. You know what? The people who are unmasked around you don't care if you have the ventilation system on there where you're, ex- where you're not being filtered on the way out. No yeah, one cares. Nobody cares. So just do you. You wear those things and leave us alone. I always like to say, you do you, boo. That You've said that for a long time. A long time. It was initially the slogan of the show. Right. Um, and it didn't when, catch on until recently with the kids. Yeah. Uh, you were but, way uh, ahead of that one. Way as ahead. You normally are. So, N95, you do you, boo. Mm. And I'm going to do me. That's the new ad campaign. Mm-hmm. Is Fauci going to be on that, voicing mm-hmm. it? Because it's interesting he's not. Could we talk about... Isn't it, isn't it interesting that Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. have you ever heard him come out and make a big play? We've heard him say everybody should mask themselves. Have you heard him make a big play for high quality masks, like N95 masks, that actually no. do something? No. It doesn't seem to be a focus well, of that's his because endless he's, television performances. That's because he is... You are involved in, in conspiracy theories. I, and not. he I is really, following the truth. I, He's I'm following not, the truth. I don't. I'm not. I just but think you that are. maybe you are. Maybe the mask that actually has shown scientific benefit should conspiracy, be the one they recommend. Conspiracy theorists. Now that they're available, every Home Depot you can walk in and get them. Is every it a Lowe's. coincidence that Stu, who <laughs> claims to be an American, who is actually Canadian? That's that's not true. I've been to Canada a couple times. Yeah, well, he's a Canadian sports hero. I am a Canadian uh, sports hero. Do they do celebrity. that just to give? Do they give that to just anybody? No, mm-hmm. no. So he's Canadian. Uh, he's got a last name that's absolutely nobody can pronounce it. Mm-hmm. That's uh, not really true. And uh, mm-hmm. and 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 then he. Do you have a middle name? Uh, yes, Joseph. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All killers have a middle name. <laughs> you, okay. How many names do you have? And, like five. Yeah, I have four. There's not serial killers with four. Really? But uh, he's here. How far are we from the uh, school depository? School book depository. How far are we? <laughs> that, mm. Not that far. Mm. Uh, only a few miles. Yeah. A guy who spreads conspiracy theories happens to live in Dallas, the town where JFK was killed. Where were you? He claims he wasn't even around. Okay, not even born right. at the time. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. We got it. All right, back in just a second. 
I'm going to tell you about the economy coming up in uh, just a second. First, uh, oh, and uh, Stephen Crowder is going to be on with us. My Patriot Supply. Meat is about to become a luxury like champagne. I am not making that up. That is one of the, what the head of JBS, one of the meat packing plants who are they're making money hand over fist while our ranchers are going out of business and you are paying extraordinarily high prices. It is the four meat processing companies that are doing this anyway. Uh, you've been to a grocery store, you know what it looks like. Help yourself, help your family. So if this thing does get out of control and we are in a real disaster, you have food. And I know this sounds crazy, but, uh, after the last couple of years, does it even sound crazy anymore? We've always said that like, oh, it sounds crazy to prepare like this. Does it even feel crazy? anymore? I think it does for a lot of people still. Hmm. I really do. I think it's a lot of people will still say we can't become Venezuela. That's exactly what the people of Venezuela said under Chavez. It would never get like that. It always goes like that. Preparewithglenn.com right now. Save $100 on a three-month emergency food kit. My Patriot Supply. Good for 25 years. You'll get breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, even snack. Enough for one person for three months. Save $100 per kit. Get one for each member of your family. Preparewithglenn.com. Do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. They come to your door in unmarked boxes. Preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. If you think the president's numbers are bad now and there are a lot of people upset, he hasn't seen anything yet. It is still not real cold out in most of the country. We are paying now seven year highs for gas prices and an imminent surge in power bills this winter. We are looking at at least 50 percent more than what you paid last year on Wednesday. Reuters uh, reported that the White House has been speaking with U.S. oil and gas producers about helping uh, about them helping bring down the rising fuel cost. Really, really, it's interesting because I believe it was in the third presidential debate where he said the oil industry pollutes significantly. It has to be replaced by renewable energy over time. Now, when he says over time, what he means is, you know, from January to maybe May. Then we can start crippling uh, the um, uh, the industry. The EPA uh, administrator, Andrew Wheeler, warned at the time, even in the absence of an outright ban, the new administration could regulate the industry out of business. Well, that's exactly what is happening. Temporary suspension of the new oil and gas leases on federal land, which was only overturned by the order of the courts. The interior secretary, you know, the one that had, you know, the tree spiking thing, you know, terrorism in her past has floated the possibility of placing outright limits on oil and gas extraction. That would only uh, make everything a lot more expensive. 
the administration has led uh, prices now for crude oil to double since November. Now at 83 a barrel, Russia says it's going up to $100 a barrel. It is becoming permanent inflation. They are now considering releasing the strategic petroleum reserve. No, that's for war. That's for war. How are you going to replace all that if you're not getting oil? <sighs> anyway, um, the uh, the industry is saying, hmm, so he we can't get capital because they're putting so much pressure on the banks not to lend to us in the name of climate change. And then they come to us and say, we have to do something about this. They're crippling us. They're crippling us. But Pete Buttigieg says not to worry about. Uh, I mean, he's been, you know, he's been on a nice vacation while, you know, the supply chain is clogged. Uh, and I don't know about you, but I've been thinking to myself, where's Pete Buttigieg? The supply oh. cl- chain is clogged. Yeah, this guy, if you want to talk about somebody who's going to fix a problem in the United States, I want I want him because he's 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 shown a lot in his life. He you has. Know, he's improved a lot in his career. Right. That would. That would that would make it so I believe he'd really solve this if he was only there. Well, he is the guy to get. You know what I mean? Oh, well. And he he's already diagnosed the problem. He's Well, he put that colorful LED lighting under that bridge in South Bend. He did. Which was big. He did. And he, he put the bricks into the uh, the sidewalks. He revi- mm-hmm. as, as the Biden administration campaign revitalized. pointed out, they revitalized the sidewalks. Yeah, revitalized. In the area. So that is really, and so he knows how to, and he said, he came out over the weekend and said, look, I just want you to know that this is only because the economy is so good, it would make Donald Trump blush. Mm. Uh, that's what he said, that the economy is so good right now that it's embarrassing Donald Trump. It's that good. And that's mm. the reason why we have the supply chain breakdown, which shows he has absolutely no idea of how the supply chain works. Uh, either that or he's just another in a long string of liars. Then White House press secretary um, said that inflation is a good thing. So I want you to remember that when you're going and you're trying to buy hamburger and it's $10 a pound, let me say that again. Hamburger, $10 a pound. You just remember that the, that the White House believes that this is a good thing because that means more people are buying meat, increasing the demand. You know, it's mm, and I don't know right. about you, but I know everybody's like, it's $10 a pound. I got to go buy more. <laughs> so that is that's not tone deaf. Not tone deaf at all. It's a high class problem. I'll say this: this is all going really well, isn't it? Is, isn't this experiment yes. a lot of fun? Yes. I if hope we everyone could enjoys it. Only silence people as well. Oh, we have oh, Stephen yeah. Crowder on next. Oh, perfect. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. There's still time to make a positive impact on your budget before the end of the year. How? How? Well, it could be as simple as taking a look at your mortgage percentage rate. What are you paying? I mean, you might think your mortgage is fine as it is, and it could be. Or it could be better than fine. Could be working for you, saving you more money every single month. The best way I know how to find out is to give the mortgage consultants over at American Financing a call. They can lower your percentage rate through a refi. 
And if they can do that, you can end up saving hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand. American financing is the only lender I've ever endorsed. And that's because I believe in them. They don't pressure you. They don't have any upfront fees or hidden fees. They get to know you. Uh, It's American financing. Please do this now. Save as much money as you possibly can. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net Make sure to join up to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The censorship is real. Stephen Crowder is going to be here to talk about it in just a second. Make sure to use the promo code Glenn. Steven Crowder has, has had one hell of a year, hasn't he? Uh, holy cow. You think your year has been tough. Talk to Steven Crowder. Welcome back, Steven Crowder. How are you, sir? Um, well, I guess I guess one hell. I thought I was doing well, but now that you introduced me like that, I guess, <laughs> well, I, guess, I'm, I, guess I mean, I'm I haven't had my chest opened up and had to have, you know, uh, metal braces put in so it wasn't crushing my organs. That's uh, true. But you know what really bothers me about it is, uh, you know, I have new twins as well. Yeah. And I can't, you know, you're supposed to hold them chest to chest and they love that with their mom and they don't love it with me. And I took it personally until I realized if I could sleep on a bed of breasts or titanium, <laughs> I would choose breasts. <laughs> so it's a simple choice between a mother's warm bosoms or literally a titanium rib cage. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, okay, yeah. I won't take it personally. Yeah. You'll take it personally later when they choose to, like they do with every, with every dad, when they choose to go, yeah, dad, not so cool. Not so cool. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Steven, you have, uh, are, are you back on now with, um, with YouTube or not? No, 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 no. I've been suspended. So for people who don't know, uh, yeah, I've been suspended for a week uh, from YouTube, which, you know, is kind of par for the course. The issue with this one for people listening is, is the language there that was sent to us from, and I find some solace in the fact that it was sent directly from their very expensive hourly attorney. Um, we covered specifically the issue of women getting pregnant in California prisons and a record number of transgender individuals, uh, obviously, or men identifying as women filling women's prisons. And uh, so the joke that we made on the show that got us suspended was, I did this whole mathematical equation. Women are getting pregnant. Men are going. So immaculate conception. Now, let's, were, hang on. Yeah. Hang on. We have, we have the clip. Uh, oh, we no. can play it on radio. Here it is. <laughs> Here's another story that's going on. We, we're ready for the story, right? Yep. Uh, Court of Black Garrett. Awesome. Right. Um, okay. Are we ready, though? <laughs> I don't know that I'm ever ready. I don't know that we want to be yeah. ready. But the Women's Liberation Front, oh, I already hate this. It's, yes, yeah, I do the worst. Too. Reported at least one woman at the Central California <gasps> Women's Facility was pregnant mm-hmm. after a male, transgender male prisoner okay. was transferred there. Uh, keep in mind, the male prisoner was permitted to transfer under the new California law, SB 132. So under SB 132, it allows biological males to use women's locker rooms, homeless Ooh. shelters, and prisons mm, to, the p- to the point that now condoms have been issued within the prison. Uh, what? Yeah, this is part of the protocol to ensure that sex between inmates which is illegal, by the way, yeah. would be safe. So they need to make sure that it's safe sex in, a, in an all-females prison wow. where they cannot get pregnant. And so... 
All women. The calculations are coming to him on the screen. Immaculate conception? No, oh boy. Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you it's Alex Jones as the angel. Joy, which will be to all people, for there is born to you a baby in this cell. And this shall be a sign unto you of... A virgin birth? A miracle? <laughs> no. Your cellmate, that guy dresses a woman. <laughs> He's going to rape you. I'm a girl. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> That read rough on the paper. It really <laughs> did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. That's pretty rough. Yeah. So what yeah, do you it, suppose their problem is? Because I have a theory. What do you suppose their problem is? Well, look, for people who say it read rough, that, that's really, that's a PG-13 sketch, and it's based on entirely verifiable realities, right? And, of course, I just thought, well, Alex Jones is just to be perfect to dress him up as an angel. It's very clearly comedy for which there, comedy for which there should be a carve-out. This letter, though, and this episode was suspended immediately after we did a one-hour episode on the Loudoun County situation, right? The, the, the multiple rapes that occurred at, uh, at school at, mm-hmm. at the hands of a, a boy who they, I guess they're trying to say maybe isn't transgender, but bisexual who wears mm-hmm. skirts. Like, let's, just, let's just say someone who's mentally ill, right? They're committing multiple rapes. So the language that we received from YouTube was that you're not allowed to harm a community, you know, incite violence or, and I quote, indicate that transgender individuals may pose a rape threat to women. That was the exact wording. So it was very clear that they were going back and using a sketch where we didn't really indicate that. That was kind of the joke to say, all right, don't talk about this going forward. And we had the Loudoun County show that was poised to do millions of plays on YouTube and boom, all of it was gone. So this is very clear right now. People out there indicate that it's a threat. And more importantly, Glenn, we're covering specific instances, for example, in women's prisons or in Loudoun County. But they're, when they're saying you cannot express the broad concern that biological men pose a rape threat to women, which sounds absurd coming out of my mouth, guess who that bans? That bans the hundred parents lined up at that town hall or municipal meeting who are going to complain to the school board about the policy because their concern was that it may pose a rape threat to their daughters. This is a way of banning people from voicing concerns, again, by putting it under this, this wide umbrella of hate speech. And I don't know about you, but you know, you know what I think is really hateful. I don't know what you guys think. I'm, I call me old fashioned, uh, repeated rape. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Wow. I uh, hadn't thought of that one, uh, Stephen. Yeah, I, I, I really do think it is the rape thing because I mean, I know this was the, the comedic part of it was, I mean, it's the Virgin Mary in jail. She wouldn't want to have sex. She's pure as a driven snow. We all know that it probably wasn't rape. It was consensual. Uh, and that's why they're handing out condoms for the love of Pete. They know what's well, going on. I will say this. Uh, I can't talk uh, at length, but we were in contact. We have some contacts in women's prisons right now. And uh, that's not all consensual. Mm. So this is something now, of course, these women can't come forward because if you're a victim in prison right now, right? Well, actually, you're the one guilty of hate speech if you come forward. You think they're going to be at the ready to champion all women if women are being sexually assaulted in all female prisons? Uh, Let me tell you this. If I, for some reason, mess up and I get sentenced for life, Glenn, 
Of course I would identify as a woman. I would say, no, I'm a woman. Send me to the woman's prison. They would say, well, come on. There's this whole track record of you being, you know, being pro-traditional roles. I would say, that was just me being repressed. I was obviously repressed, a repressed transgender running from my own emotions and feelings. And uh, I would like to be uh, in an all-female prison now. That's what I would do. Well, now you can't get away with it because <laughs> no, you've already no, said I it. I want you to it. know I would never no, do no. that unless it was real. <laughs> no, 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 no. Now I can get away with it because I'll look at this interview and say, well, look, he was made, he was, he was made to just cry for help. We didn't listen. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stephen, you know, you, we're going to be talking to um, the Loudoun County and about the Loudoun County thing coming up in just a, in a little while. This yeah. is th- there is no protection there is protection for, you know, these kids who, in this case, um, were this one boy raping two children, it looks like, and they just covered it up. We find out over the weekend that this isn't the first time or the second time they've done this. They, they right. have a pattern of doing this. And that makes it so much more evil when you understand that they vilified the father, yes, they vilified the father. You know what? If let me ask people out there, and and I hope you know, I'm always afraid because of the FCC on radio, but I think we're speaking this about this accurately. But listen, hand on the, the hand on the button. There, yeah, yeah. But to all the fathers out there, if your daughter was raped by a transgender individual, by whether they wear a skirt, it doesn't matter. If your daughter was raped at school and nothing was done. Do you think you'd do a little bit more than maybe get unruly at a municipal meeting? Mm. Oh, I, I think this guy was. Restraint. I think this guy was re- just a superhero of restraint. I really do. My gosh, I if really they were, too. if they had arrested me, uh, and uh, they called the cops on me, and then issued the letter that day that the rape happened, and the cops came, took my daughter to you know be swabbed. And found out that it was true. And they wrote a letter that day to all the parents saying, hey, it was just, you know, unruly, you know, parent, nothing to be worried about. And then continued to lie about it. I, I, I'd lose my mind. I'd lose my mind. Well, look, look, Glenn, people aren't going to like to hear this. And I'm not advocating it. But this is very similar to that crime wave in the 70s or 60s. This is how you create vigilantism. This is how you create people who take the law into their own hands. When their daughters are raped, when it's, by the way, we're not talking about like an Aziz Ansari, Me Too movement where sometimes it's a bad date, sometimes it's regretful sex. When a girl is forcibly raped in the bathroom and then it happens again and the school board does nothing and it's covered up by those in authority, this is how you create a society of vigilantes. This is what spurred Dirty Harry. This is what spurred Charles Bronson. People need to understand it, that in the name of tolerance, tolerating the actual rape of biological women, which is what happened here. And by the way, I understand this is an extreme example, but let's not act like it's the only example. And when people say that we fight this false culture, culture war, you know, you get these think tank libertarians, like, look, taxes ebb and flow. The transgender issue right now, the idea that men and women are interchangeable and cease to exist, it's the most important issue of our time. Let me tell you exactly why. Okay, first, it obviously harms young women. We know that. It obviously harms parental rights, because if you say that biological men who claim to be women are the exact same as little girls, guess what? You can't say any different as a parent. It harms our political system because politicians can't speak out against the policies lest they be banned from social media. And then, of course, it infringes on free speech because you as a father are considered more hateful for saying this biological male raped my daughter than the actual biological male who raped the daughter. This 
absolutely affects every area of our lives because it also directly rewrites what speech is and what speech is permissible. And that affects everyone from you and me to Rand Paul at a Senate hearing. We need to understand how important this is. Look, let's distill this. A little girl was raped. A little girl was raped. The people who are in charge of your children for eight hours a day did nothing, okay? Then another girl was raped again. And the overlords at YouTube and Twitter and Facebook, more powerful than the Roman Empire, are saying, we will ban you if you misgender faster than if you're the person who commits the rape. It's Look behind you. There's the Orwellian line. Steven Crowder, uh, by the way, you can uh, join his mug club uh, and join him on the blaze at blaze TV dot com. Use the promo code fight like hell and you get 20 percent off. Fight like hell is his uh, promo code for 20 percent off right now. Steven, great to have you back. God bless. Let me say let me say one thing. Thank you for the support out there, guys. And of course, we're on the blaze. And this Thursday, this last Thursday, when we were suspended from YouTube, more people watched on the blaze live than on youtube so that tipping point is hitting guys keep joining up it really does make a difference that's why they're scared thank you so much god bless that's a big day i didn't hear about that that's really big it's incredible too and, and, and you see the the, the, the cover-up stuff doesn't make any sense until you think about these people took this ridiculous step right this this made these new policies and said oh yeah we're going to import men into women's prisons and all that they took that stand when it goes wrong, they can't admit it. Mm-mm. They can't. So they, they, they are almost, I guarantee the, the level of cover-up on these types of crimes are going to be higher than other crimes. Well, the level of cover-up, it looks like it's very high in Loudoun County. Mm. Uh, and that's because they were, they were going for the non-gendered bathrooms. And enough people stood up and said no. And they voted through anyway, said there's never been a case of this. Never been a case. Well, they knew there was at least one case and uh, they've been saying that they haven't had any sexual assaults. And unfortunately, that too, with police records now being investigated, not mm. even close to true. These people are arrogant and in their arrogance, they will fail. All right. Fall is uh, here just around the corner in many places here in others. There is nothing better than fall. And a cold day where you can, not a cold day, but a brisk day where you can kind of open the windows still and you get that breeze. I just love it. Uh, And then going to bed on a cold night, you're snuggling into bed. Nothing better uh, than uh, having the right sheets and the right comfy bed and comforter. You can find them now at MyPillow, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. If you go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials, you're going to get the buy one, get one free offer on the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll find deep discounts on other MyPillow products as well. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Get the great radio specials. Promo code back MyPillow.com. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
hello and uh, welcome to it. There's a couple of things uh, going on that we should probably uh, we should probably look at it. One of them uh, is um, on the IRS on the IRS uh, audit for six hundred dollars in your banking account. Sure. As uh, part of President Joe Biden's plan to crack down, this is from uh, MSN. To crack down on tax evasion by the wealthy, one proposal has uh, proved to be controversial. A plan to require all banks to report to the Internet uh, to the Internal Revenue Service uh, new information uh, on uh, any account with less than six hundred dollars uh, inflows annually or whose balance is under six hundred dollars. Um, individual transactions, they say, will not be listed um, and it will not lead to more audits of middle-income Americans. What the Treasury says is that it has uh, the report gross inflows and outflows with a breakdown for physical cash transactions with foreign account transfers to and from another account, blah, blah, blah. What they're looking for are these people, these high earners, who don't fully report their tax liabilities. And so what they're looking for is, let's say, somebody who has an income of $10,000 but then has $3 million go out of their checking account. That's the person they're looking for. <laughs> Where does the $600 come in? I mean, right. if you have $10,000 and you have $3 million, write a check for $3 million, it goes in and out of your account. <laughs> I think that probably should show up someplace. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I don't even know that I agree with that, but still, I, I do understand the point would be, you'd f- be focused on the right people, in yeah, theory, I yeah. guess. How about we make it so you write a check for $3 million, the bank looks at it and goes, yeah, we know these people have been banking here forever, and no, they're, they're, we don't think that that's anything in the mob. Yeah. Or how about proof that the money came, was you came about the money the wrong way, and, and prove a crime. Because you're you're an investigative force. You're saying have evidence yeah. and then swear out a yeah. warrant instead of letting uh, the banks feed you information wow. on people's spending wow. habits. That How about actually prove a pr- Hello, crime? okay, Mr. Colonial Garb, Fourth <laughs> Amendment. This is the Glenn Beck program. If you believe, as I do, that the Old Testament is incredibly important to our life, then you're probably as frustrated as I've been at seeing how it's being lost, forgotten, misunderstood. Hollywood makes you know films based on the Old Testament. Like, what about rock people? Weren't there rock people there? (laughs) Movable rock people? No, there were no. Andrew Clavin is the screenwriter. Uh, He is fantastic. Uh, And KO Films have decided to create The Covenant. It's a multi-series TV, multi-season TV series uh, called The Covenant. It will tell all of the stories of the Old Testament the correct way. If you would like to invest in this and be a part of bringing this into our culture again, it is incredibly important. You can be an impact investor in a broken world right now. Help bring back the stories that are fundamental to our country. Invest in this project at kotv.com slash Beck. It's kotv.com slash Beck, C-A-Y-O-T-V.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mm. I have to tell you, insurrections are hard to stomach. Lawless rogues who think they're they're okay to launch an attack on a federal government. The taser bars flew as demonstrators tried to batter their way past the police lines. Law enforcement officers suffering injuries to the point of requiring hospitalization. Chants and obscenities rose from the mobs of radicals trying to send a message in the form of infiltrating our esteemed government quarters with physical force, breaking through the doors and the windows. Activists vandalized the building. Others pinned police against the wall. It was the worst day in America since the War of 1812. Supersedes the worst day since the Civil War, which of course was January 6th. This is the worst since 1812, don't you think? Did you think I was talking about... Oh, I'm sorry. You thought I was talking about January 6th? No, no, no. I was talking about another insurrection that happened from the left on climate change. Yeah, yeah. Where they were uh, trying to go into the Department of the Interior and take it over. Insurrection. Haven't heard about that? That's weird. We're going to talk about that. And Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch is here to explain some of the FOIA requests and the information that his firm has gotten after they were uh, accepted. And uh, they saw the actual documents and what happened with the police right after. It's kind of curious. We go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about Kathleen. Kathleen is one of those people who likes to get up, do work. She does. She works in the yard. She works in the house. She loves it. I don't know. Maybe she was brainwashed as a little kid. That's probably what happened to her. Anyway, a while back, she started noticing a lot of aches and pains every day. She kept getting worse and worse until eventually she really couldn't do much of anything anymore. Well, rather than wallowing in despair, Kathleen decided she was going to act on something she'd been hearing about for a while. So she ordered Relief Factor. Kathleen reports today she's back to normal. She does everything as she wants to do. She doesn't feel any pain whatsoever. Kathleen got her life back with Relief Factor. So did I. So could you. Relief Factor, it's not a drug, but developed by doctors. And about 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more. Try the three-week quick start, uh, start trial pack for $19.95. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. 800-500-8384. Tom Fitton, he is the president of Judicial Watch and the author of the book, A Republic Under Assault. Uh, He has been uh, watching what is going on with the January 6th investigations, and we welcome him to the program. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good to be with you again. Thank you. You bet. You bet. So you filed uh, a FOIA request, which I didn't think could happen with the Capitol Police. You you wanted to know the internal police documents and what was happening with the Babbitt shooting. Yeah, well, you know, the Capitol Hill police getting documents from them is a, a different kettle of fish and under the law, 
so one thing we did was we asked the local police here in D.C., the Metropolitan Police Department, for records because they investigated it, too. And they gave mm. us 500 pages of records that show kind of what the video shows, which is that there was no, it sounds to me, or looking at the documents, that there was really no credible evidence. Warnings were issued by Lieutenant Byrd, who shot her. And uh, nor was there any reason to shoot her in the sense that she was just crawling through a window. There were other officers around and no one saw her being armed. Uh, No one saw that she was armed because she had nothing in her hand, obviously. So they all saw that. And yet he popped out, shot her, popped back. That's what the documents show. And obviously he was upset after he shot her, whether he was upset because it was a bad shooting or just because... He shot somebody. And he reacted badly uh, is another question. Uh, but I can tell you this, Glenn, you know, we've been doing this work for a long time at Judicial Watch. You're a keen observer of what goes on with pol- officer-involved shootings. And it's clear to me that Lieutenant Byrd got a pass, either criminally or administratively. Either way, he got a pass in terms of having this uh, a shooting swept aside in terms of it being not appropriate. Uh, And that's the charitable way of putting it. Other people are accusing him of murder and all sorts of other things. The fact is, this woman posed no imminent threat to him or anyone else around him. And he just shot her outright. And it was a bad shoot. It was a bad shot, a bad shooting. Most police officials who look at this would agree. But because it's political and because she was a Trump supporter, I suspect uh the media, that's why the media doesn't care and why Pelosi's police department is being held accountable for this uh, woman's unnecessary killing. OK, so, uh, you know, I, I want to give the police the benefit of the doubt. I always I always try to because I'm not in their situation. Um, however, these guys are supposed to be trained to at least issue warnings. And as I read these documents that you acquired, um, no, nobody even knew where on the inside, on the other side of the door, no one knew where this shot had even come from. Right. Where if he would have been issuing warnings, everybody on the inside would have known it was him. If he would have said stop or I'll shoot, stop or I'll shoot. Yeah, the only warning people had was they saw his gun pop out from behind the column. And a few folks in my based on that video, yelled gun, but she was already at the window. So she was really unable to even do anything uh, or she didn't see it and just was proceeding. Uh, and he panicked and shot her. I don't know how else to describe it. No, there's one witness who says he heard commands being given, but he couldn't remember what they were. So I don't know what was going on there. Uh, the government tells us, the police department tells us they may be giving us some video if they get the budget to process them, which is irony above irony is given the budgets here in D.C. and the government. Well, but, if they uh, just pass the three point four trillion more info. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever seen in all of your years at Judicial Watch, have you ever seen this kind of situation to where it was a cop shooting and you could not get the video or the information? No, not in recent memory. Obviously, back in the bad old days, uh, there were some cover-ups of police shootings. You couldn't get basic information for months, if not years. Uh, But that's supposed to have changed with the shooting death of George Floyd. But when it came to the shooting death of Ashley Babbitt, a veteran who was unarmed, 
Everyone knew she was unarmed at the time. Uh, the, both the shooter, Lieutenant Byrd, his name was never disclosed until he came out and disclosed his own name months, months later. And and, and as I said earlier, w- these documents aren't being discord voluntarily. We had to sue in federal and uh, not in federal court here in the local court to get access to these records. And right now, Pelosi's Congress is withholding, and we have a separate lawsuit in federal court over this, all of those thousands of thousands of hours of video, 14,000 hours of video, which I suspect is a number they threw out there to scare us off from getting them, uh, that they refused to turn over. We're asking, they said that they're not public records and that the public interest doesn't outweigh the congressional interest <laughs> in keeping them secret. I would think it does. I mean, well, it's the worst day since 1812. Right. Worst day since 9-11. Yet they don't want to turn over one second of video. I mean, we saw the Zerbruder film. We can't see this. So ironically, we'll have to get the records. It looks like we'll get some video that may or may not be new from the D.C. police. But Nancy's Pelosi's police uh, stands like a stone wall uh, against transparency on the shooting death of not only Ashley Babbitt, but the events that transpired that on that day generally. How did our founders miss this with the Capitol Police, or did they have this back then? How is it that this is a basically a private police force that has no oversight um, at all from anyone but the people who are running it? Well, it's wonderful. The law is wonderful. The founders didn't miss it in the sense that the public has a common law right to public access about to government records. And uh, it's a common law right. And, you know, and the, by the by that, the courts say this is a right that predates the Constitution. You know, we forget the civil liberties enshrined in the Constitution. They're not rights created by the government. They're ones mm-hmm. that they are kind of highlighting. There are rights that we have separately and apart from the Constitution that the Constitution specifically protects. But the right to access to government documents, we don't need a FOIA law, per se, to get access to those records. And that's what we're fighting about in federal court. And I think the courts are leaning in our direction. And the argument's going to be what's a public record versus what isn't, which is uh, what Nancy Pelosi's Congress is doing. It's interesting. They've got this commission going on and no one's doing an investigation of what happened that day other than Judicial Watch. They're just targeting people complaining about the election and threatening with jail. That's what they're doing. Is it true that that, that people are being held in solitary confinement? I've heard that over and over again. For their protection. Yeah, the deal with COVID. I mean, that's the excuse, but that's that's my understanding of it as well. And at least, you know, one judge wants to know what went on there. Judge Royce Lambert, who's a federal judge here in the District of Columbia. But, you know, none of that. uh, Look, we saw this with Trump and now we're seeing it with his supporters. The civil rights of uh, of of the wrong political of the wrong type of political person is not are not to be protected. And the law does not govern uh, the handling of their cases in a way that would govern the handling of cases sympathetic to the establishment. The DOJ, um, Biden says they should prosecute former Trump officials um, that defy any of the subpoenas. Um, And the Trump administration says that they have um, uh, administrative 
uh, rights here. They can they can keep you know they can keep people from having to testify. Is who's who's right on this? Well, Biden isn't right in the sense that he's trying to short circuit the process to get to a criminal contempt. You know, you got to really be in contempt in the sense that you're you've uh, a court has overruled your objections to a subpoena and you're still refusing to comply. But the idea that you can't object to a subpoena, require uh, or ignore administrative subpoena, which requires the other side to go to court to enforce it administratively and through the civil court process here, though, the government or excuse me, the Pelosi Congress and Biden's implying if you object to a subpoena, we're going to put you in jail. And that's not right. And, you know, that's the Putin approach uh, to enforcing subpoenas. It's not the way we do it in our republic. And that's why the Justice Department even had to issue a statement saying, well, you know, we don't necessarily rush there uh, to do a criminal prosecution without something uh, without serious consideration. And and I'm highlighting what needs to be seriously considered. Steve Bannon, for instance, has the rights under our Constitution to ignore and object to a subpoena. The way they would go is that the Congress would seek to enforce the subpoena civilly. And if those efforts should they should they win are still refused or, uh, you know, rejected by Bannon, then they could pursue uh, contempt proceedings. Um, Are you concerned about the fact that the Capitol Police now are getting um, uh, spying device from the Pentagon that allows to track people for weeks um, and that that looks like they're moving into more of an intelligence gathering operation and moving uh, out to Miami and then moving out also to Los Angeles? I mean, it's the Capitol Police. That's. That's what the FBI is supposed to do, not the Capitol Police. Well, the FBI doesn't do that very well either. Right. So now we're going to have uh, a, a federal agency, a federal law enforcement agency, one that's run by lying incompetence in the executive branch. And we'll just have a separate law enforcement agency run by lying incompetence in the legislative branch. I don't know about you, but I don't want to pick the, either of those poisons. Mm. Tom, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was great, by the way, to be down with you in Florida. You have a you have a great group of supporters. Yeah, thank you for uh, presenting there and your work. And I'll say it for all your listeners again: you're a patriot and a humanitarian in a way the left <laughs> refuses to acknowledge. And uh, well, your leadership you. on that has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom Fitton, president of Judicial Watch and the author of A Republic Under Assault. If it wasn't for people like Tom and his group, uh, we wouldn't know a lot of things that are true that we know now uh, because they are relentless on getting the files and the information out from secrecy and into the light. You remember back in the good old days when fishing was, you know, something that... Andy Griffith and uh, little Ronnie Howard were doing at the beginning of each episode. Now fishing is spelled with a PH, but so is fat. It's something cyber criminals uh, do. And there's a really, there's a, I mean, you can miss fishing expeditions so easily. Uh, Here's what you have to watch out for. Odd messages via chat, email, or text asking you to take an action Weird links and attachment that you can uh, you can click on but shouldn't. 
click on dangerous stuff. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We put our information out on the Internet and somebody is out there fishing for it all the time. LifeLock, nobody can protect everything, watch everything, but LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats and they will send you an alert if something is suspected. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. It's way better than the old days. Uh, You were pretty much on your own. Now, save up to 25% off your first year with promo code BECK. It's 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK, get 25% off now. Lifelock.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the program. There's a couple of stories here that I want you to uh, be aware of. If you haven't done your Christmas shopping yet, do it now. Uh, You are going to be looking at used slobbered on cabbage patch dolls by the time we hit Christmas. Uh, And I don't think your son of 43 is going to like that. Uh, Maybe that's just me. Uh, There there is a bad problem with shortages uh, and all of those Christmas things will probably be showing up sometime in maybe June. So you got that to look forward for. Also, turkey farmers are now warning that labor shortages could lead to Thanksgiving woes. May I suggest going out and getting your turkey now before the rush, because you may not be able to get a turkey for dinner as well. But this, these are all, you know, as we learned from the White House, these are all good things. And they're transitory. It, yeah. So transitory. they're either really short. Don't worry about them because they're short lasting in effect or they're actually good. One of the two answers, which everyone will help you get through today and approve of Joe Biden. Select that one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Saki uh, on Friday uh, cut four. she she was great. She was great over the weekend with uh, with Jake Tapper. Here's what she said about the price increases. But doesn't it seem tone deaf to say that rising prices and empty grocery store shelves are high class problems? Isn't that a bit dismissive? Well, that's not exactly what the tweet said, nor Mm. the retweet of the original tweet, uh, which is what we're talking about here. The unemployment rate is about half what it was a year ago. So a year ago, people were in their homes. 10% of people were unemployed. Gas prices were low because nobody was driving. People Uh weren't buying goods because they didn't have jobs. Now more people have jobs. More people are buying goods. That's increasing the demand. That's a good thing. At the same time, we also know that the supply is low because we're coming out of the pandemic uh, and because a bunch of manufacturing sectors across the world have shut down because ports uh, haven't been functioning as they should be. These are all things we're working through. What, a, what, a, what an unbelievable uh, what an unbelievable spin. Uh, to make things look happy. Yes, there's going to be a problem. You can't just shut down the supply lines. You can't and expect him to go right back to normal. But the White House is doing all kinds of things to make it worse. First of all, that gas thing, total lie. They've stopped all of the gas and oil here in America. And we all know that. They're forcing banks to now not give the uh, big energy sectors of oil and gas any loans. When it comes to inflation on your meat, 
it's because they won't break up a monopoly. I don't know if you know this, but ranchers have just raised over $300 million themselves to build a slaughterhouse in Nebraska. It's the new sustainable beef slaughterhouse, and it will start this fall on 400 acres of land in Nebraska. Uh, They decided to build a sustainable meat uh, slaughterhouse, and it's exactly what is needed. There should be these should be all over uh, the country. It used to be, but JBS and others bought up all of these uh, all these slaughterhouses, and now the ranchers are ringing the bell like crazy because those four groups uh the slaughterhouses the four are making all of the profit and they're putting ranchers out of business ranchers can't pay their bills and the slaughterhouse is like well we're not going to buy a piece of meat unless it's at this price and there's no real bidding on them because all four of them are in on it it's time to do things like the ranchers across the country they're just doing it themselves this is a very good sign. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I don't know if you've been looking out the window lately, but the world is kind of on fire. Yeah, that's not a sunset. It was 3 o'clock in the morning, and uh, the sun's not rising or setting at that time. That's a fire. Been more important for than ever before to make sure your financial house is as secure as it can be. And there's never been a better time for you to try to save money where you can. The right financing of your mortgage, consolidating debts into a low interest loan, or several other options are all available at the mortgage lender that I trust. The only mortgage lender that I have ever done any kind of advertising for. It's American Financing. A simple 10-minute call with their mortgage consultants could literally set you on the path to saving hundreds of dollars every month, maybe as much as a 1000 These are crazy times we're living in. Take the time today and give American Financing a call. American Financing, 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net, 800-906-2440. Call them now. You may have noticed that some of these big tech companies don't really like what you stand for. You need a place for people to be able to talk about the things they believe. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. We have an interview that you must hear coming up in about half an hour. It's She Van Fleet. She is a Virginia mom that has been speaking out now. Um, and Loudoun County, what's happening there, she says she's seen it before. Uh, She grew up in Mao's China. She spent her entire school years in Mao's Cultural Revolution. Uh, She was forced by the Communist Party to go to the countryside to work the fields for three years to be re-educated by the uh, peasants, like all other urban high school graduates. She was able to get to college, uh, after Mao died. Um, but she says, I've seen all this before. And she's going to compare what's going on now in our country to China. It's a must-hear interview coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, I want to I share something. I mean, Stu, when you want people to hear something, when do you announce it? 
Do you uh, want the press to carry right. the load and everything else? When Monday, do you Monday. Monday. Maybe okay. Monday morning, get the yeah. week started. Like yeah. you could change the news cycle, maybe shape the week of, mm-hmm. of coverage. Okay. If you don't want anybody knowing about it, when do you release the information? Friday evening. Yeah. You know, Friday afternoon when yeah. people are kind of going on work, uh, you know, off of work for the weekend. They're mm. not going to be focusing on news as much. Mm. You, well, that's weird because uh, Joe Biden... Joe Biden uh, released some information and uh, had a press conference on fundamentally transforming our economy on Friday afternoon, (laughs) which was which is weird. I know everybody might have been, you know, thinking about the Hmm. weekend. And so they didn't pay any attention. uh, But I'm sure that's just an oversight in this administration. So, you know, it's not like they can say, look, we told everybody what was coming. We told them they didn't pay attention. Uh huh. Well, we did. We did. Because the climate, uh, the climate finance report came out on Friday. Now, this is something that is slipping through most people's radar. Um, my new book, The Great Reset, you can order it now on Amazon. It is coming out in January. It is a must read, and it ties all of this together. People are not paying attention to what's really going on because they don't understand it or they have bought into it can't happen here or, uh, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why would these companies do this? Well, they are preparing you for the things that are coming. Um, This little climate finance report is a roadmap to build a climate resilient economy. Oh, that sounds good. Now, this is something we told you back in March was coming. The banks were beginning to implement environmental, social, and governance scores completely on their own. It's something that actually began at the Paris Agreement, the Paris Accords. Do you remember? We, f- we found a little clause in the Paris Agreement because why was everyone so upset? How dare we pull out of the Paris Climate Accords? Well, because there's a little clause in there. While everybody was paying attention to the climate part of the accords, we thought it was interesting that the world's biggest banks were meeting at the same time. And in the climate agreement from Paris, Article 2.1c of the Paris Agreement mandates countries' parties to make financial flows consistent with a pathway towards low greenhouse gas emissions and climate-resilient development. Now, we thought that was interesting. What does it mean that they have to make financial flows consistent with a pathway? Well, um, I think this is why the Trump administration pulled us out of the Paris Accords. You just don't screw with people's money. But that's exactly what the global elites began plotting in 2015 to follow your money and choke it off at the source. So this side meeting was conducted in Paris between the world's leading financial institutions. Two organizations took the lead, setting the framework to fundamentally alter global finance. This is the Great Reset finance part. It was the World Bank and the U.N., And they outlined what is now called the United Nations Environmental Program, which just pisses me off because it has two M's and an E at the end. That's not the way you spell program. But anyway, (laughs) the United Nations Environment Program Finance Initiative. They brought together 230 banks and insurance companies to draft a methodology that would bend the private sector to the will of the government by using banks as a pressure or a choke point. 
Remember when I said it's going to get harder and harder for you to get loans? This is what I'm talking about. The Amalgamated Bank was one of the first U.S. institutions that was originally signing on to this. Now, I had never heard of the Amalgamated Bank before, but that's the largest owned union bank in the United States of America. They're owned by the Workers United, which is SEIU. Isn't that great? They led the charge in bringing the entire framework to the United States. Now, banks all over the country are all following suit. The only thing that was missing was full U.S. government support. Well, that became a reality on Friday. This is now what I have warned about for so many years. I told you that your bank and your livelihood would be used as leverage to bend you to their will. This is why I've been saying you have to speak out right now because it's not going to get easier. What was revealed on Friday is the framework for implementing the Great Reset directly on Main Street, USA. And I've got the details of the report. Now, I want you to listen. Remember, the Great Reset says you're not going to own anything by 2030. That's their goal. That no one has a private possession by 2030. You will rent everything. Well, let me ask you something. If you don't have any land, if you don't have property yourself, if you don't own anything, you don't own a business, where do you go when you don't like what's happening? How do you protest? How do you build a meatpacking plant when the four meatpacking plants are all colluding against you if you can't own anything? Answer, nowhere. You're a serf. So here are the details that were announced on Friday. Financial regulation, quote, the failure of financial institutions to appropriately and adequately account for and measure physical and transition risks threatens the competitiveness of U.S. companies and markets and the ability of U.S. financial institutions to serve communities. So they're saying the banks haven't done enough on global warming, and that will hurt our competitiveness in the United States against other countries like China. So they want the financial institutions to put the screws to anybody who is not complying with their version of whatever has to be done for climate change. And that somehow or another is going to make us more competitive. It's a warning shot directly to the banks and companies. The government wants compliance and they're gearing up to apply pressure to those who don't. The report, and I kid you not, the report mentions a law in France called France's France's Energy Transition Law. Now, what that law is, it uses something called, quote, comply or explain. I kid you not. Comply or explain. And it outlines how every bank and every country, uh, every company, needs to provide a full accounting and a full report to the government disclosing all of their ESG measures. If you don't, you will feel pain. This is what the White House on Friday said is coming here. Comply or explain. As per this report, 
the White House has directed Secretary of Treasury to begin this initiative under the Financial Stability Oversight Council. So you see what they're doing? They're saying climate change is a national security threat. And there be no stopping this because you will have to comply or explain. If you think I'm crazy, I want you just to Google uh, Coca-Cola's latest report from Coca-Cola of Europe. And you look at the 98 pages of compliance of what they have to do to do to, quote, justify their business license. That's in the report. That's what's coming here. Next, protect American lives, savings and pensions. This might be the most evil of all of them. It is the ultimate blackmail on Americans. Comply, explain or lose your insurance. Lose your life savings. I urge you to see what our White House released on Friday. Next, federal procurement. Do you work for a company that has any kind of federal contracts? Any. If so, Southwest, your business will probably be the first one targeted. If it doesn't adhere to ESG, get ready to lose the contract. Addressing climate risk in the VA lending programs. (laughs) If the VA lending, if those banks don't adhere to ESG, then the vets don't get any houses. How do you like that? The report goes on mentioning things like interagency efforts to build resilience. But what this is really bringing is the great reset to your doorstep and giving it the teeth to impose its will. This was an extraordinarily important speech and an extra. This is something that if they really believed it and thought they could get it through with the American people, it would have been done in an Oval Office setting at eight o'clock at night. And it would have been promoted as the most important speech in all of our lifetimes because it was. He was saying because of climate change, we're completely changing the way corporations run, and the way the government can or cannot interfere with the free market, and the way your banking is done. And it's comply or feel the pain. That is not America. That's Venezuela. That's not America. And if they were honest about it, they would have told you tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, at 8 p.m. from the Oval Office. But they know you won't go for it. And they also know they've done such a good job that unless you're prepared, and I I urge you, get this, not from me, get this from whitehouse.gov, get this from the Financial Times, get this from anybody, uh, and have it there for your friends, because they know that they can deem this a conspiracy theory. But it's all there in black and white. And believe me, if we don't stand together in eight years, we all indeed will own nothing. All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Rectech. 
Oh, man, everybody's handing out like little miniature candies for Halloween. Won't that be fun? Uh, I'm handing out hot dogs. Uh, hot dog. Here, kids, put that in your bag. Hot dog. Would you like ketchup on that? Oh, hey, how about some ribs? You've never had ribs like this before. Your parents will love this. It might be a little messy because they put some sauce on it. The Smart Grill. Smart Grill technology. It, it cooks anything that you put on it. To perfection. Grilling, smoking, even baking. It beats the competitors in quality and in price. So if you're looking for a grill, a smoker, something that you do outdoor baking with, Rectech, Rectech. Follow them on social media, sign up for their newsletter, but AB compare these. You will never find anything like it. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q at the end. Visit Rectech with a Q dot com. Rectech dot com. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. You know, in the uh, in the uh, Wall Street Journal uh, article about what happened on Friday, Friday report outlines and explains many of the efforts that are already underway outlines and explains many of the efforts that are already underway. Those include consideration of new rules to expand access to insurance and standards for the Department of Housing and Urban Development and agencies for factoring climate risks into loans that they underwrite. Um, you know, we, we their goal is in eight years that nobody nobody owns anything. Well, how do you do that in a country like America? Well, it's easy if you can get everybody to default on their loans. It's easy if no one has uh, money that, you know, they lost all their money in inflation. It's easy to do it if you have Venezuela. But what happens to all that value? Oh, that, that value, it's still there. The government just, oh, I shouldn't say the government, the private partnership, the private public partnership of, of all of these big banks when you default, they get your property back and then they sell it to places like BlackRock, a giant hedge fund. And then BlackRock oversees all of these houses that they're going to be renting. So you just lose the value of everything that you have. And then the powers that be because they know better than you. They'll central plan everything so you'll be able to you know, live where you want to live, but you're just going to rent everything. There will be ownership. It just won't be by you. The free market really doesn't exist. And under this plan, it's over. It's over. We're already doing just the first half of modern monetary theory. Remember, the first half is you can print as much money as you want and spend as much money as you want. You don't even have to account for it. Well, we're doing that now. But the second half of modern monetary theory says if you want to include uh, to stop inflation, all you have to do is control the private sector. If you can monitor what everybody is buying, you can find out where the inflation is happening and then just choke that off in the market. This is the Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about Rough Greens. I have so much more free time these days now that I don't have to stand completely still like a statue while feeding uh, Uno. I mean, 
you have to stand there motionless. Otherwise, he stops eating. Um, now, with Rough Greens, all you have to do is just put Rough Greens on his food, and it's a game changer completely. He eats his food every time we put it down on the floor. He has new energy, energy of a puppy again. It's not a dog food. It's a, um, it's a supplement that you sprinkle on your dog's food, and they love it. And I love it because I see a difference in him, not only in the eating thing, but Honestly, the biggest difference is in his attitude and his energy level. It's fantastic. Rough Greens. You talking about me? Roughgreens.com slash back. I'd like to sprinkle some stuff on your food, but it's not <laughs> roughgreens.com slash back or call wow. 833-GLEN-33. 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Roughgreens.com slash back. I hope the authorities are documenting these these threats. I meant sugar. Oh, I meant sugar. What did you That's think? Deadly. I meant? What did you think I meant? Poison. Oh, like corn syrup, vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Cauliflower. such unbelievable corruption in Loudoun County, Virginia. Uh, and it's it's tied to Terry McAuliffe. It is tied to George Soros, the teachers unions. I mean, in their arrogance, they will fail. And hopefully uh, more of them have the arrogance of the Loudoun County public schools. Uh, the superintendent came out this weekend and said he was outraged, just outraged, to, to find out that kids have been raped in our schools. He had no idea, and my, quote, my heart aches for you, and I'm sorry that we failed to provide the safe, welcoming, and affirming environment that we aspire to provide, and we share your pain and offer support to help you and your families through this trauma. Oh, you mean like the trauma of arresting the dad and trying to have him convicted and put in jail for bringing this up you mean that kind of trauma because no no i don't think we need any more help from you or from the soros elected prosecutor who knew about all of this and still went in judge said i've never seen anything like it i've never seen anything like it they're going after a dad whose daughter had been raped well fortunately there is such a thing as a free press at least in the conservative movement and word got out now one of the school board administrators has quit but another parent in the district has decided to stand up she's not political at all she's never been political a day in her life in fact i i think she probably uh hates politics uh quite a bit but she grew up in mao's china she spent the entire her entire school years in the Cultural Revolution, and she said she has to speak out because what's happening in America, she's seen before in Mao's China. We talk to her next. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, as Captain Kirk used to say, probably said again recently, red alert. 
The IMF just issued a global stagflation warning. This isn't a problem just in the U.S. There is a global problem now. Stagflation. What's stagflation? Do you remember? We'll look this term up, uh, Stu. Stagflation is when inflation is really high and nobody's buying anything. Nobody's, nobody's you know, in, in unemployment is high. Everything just kind of stops. Persistent high inflation combined with high unemployment and stagnant demand in a country's economy. Yep. That's what we're headed for, according to the IMF, globally. Get your Christmas toys. Uh, when stagflation affects uh, the effects of higher prices and low unemployment, there is real economic turmoil. And it's going to happen all over the world. Now, the last time we saw stagflation, gold went up 650%, uh, 650% from $100 an ounce to $650 an ounce. Now, the government has played all kinds of tricks in the way that they uh, hedge with, uh, you know, inflation protected treasury bonds. If you're still buying that, God bless you. God bless you. Gold is the hedge against inflation. Uh, do you own enough? Do you have silver? Do you have any gold? Do you have everything in your portfolio in the stock market? Get your financial house in order right now. Goldline is currently giving away at free, no cost, a one tenth ounce platinum coin with a qualifying order of graded five dollar gold Indians. They've never given platinum away on anything due to its value and demand. These are extremely limited to the first 300 orders. So call Goldline today. Find out why I buy coins from Goldline, what, how I buy them and why I buy them. 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. I'm very excited to talk to another mom from Virginia. This one is speaking out because she said she feels she has the responsibility. She has to wake Americans up. Her name is Shivan Fleet. Uh, she survived Mao's communist cultural revolution. And she says that the DOJ uh, and the school board association, these are communist tactics. Welcome to the program, She. How are you? Okay, thank you so much for inviting me to your show. You, you bet, you bet. First, can you tell us what it was like in Mao's communist China during the Cultural Revolution and, and what comparisons you're seeing? That is a long story. Okay. Uh, that takes days. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to, because we don't have much time, I really just want to uh, uh, tell Americans that the communist infiltration in America is complete. It is absolutely everywhere, especially in our educational system. And so uh, um, I see so many similarities. Um, let's just talk about education in, in particular and the teaching of CRT and then, uh, and then how the, uh, the American left uh, own our educational system. They absolutely own the teachers' union, they own our schools, they own our uh, school board. They determine what to, uh, uh, what to teach and how. And, uh, well, you know, parents in China never had a say 
of uh, what uh, of uh, regarding education, because from day one, teachers and the parents were excluded from the education process. Everything is made on, high, on the highest level by CCP. I see the same thing happening here. The only thing is that the pandemic gave parents the first time uh, the opportunity to see what's really taught in school. And of course, they're outraged. They're outraged. So that's why they're going to school board. So to me, it's like a, their plan was interrupted. They already control everything. They already turned our school into an indoctrination mill. Now the parents started to, to wake up. And that's why they want to, uh, um, they're really scared. I think they left. They're really scared. So they call the parents, first of all, racist. And there was one parent, someone called her company to report her as a racist. <laughs> so that did not work, obviously. People still show up all over the country to the school board and voice their concerns and their anger. Now they have to upgrade it to from a racist to domestic terrorist. Same tactic as the Chinese Communist Party has been. Always. So, so she can you can you tell us just because here's where Americans are. We've never seen this kind of stuff in America before. And everybody always says it can never happen here. Well, it is happening here. It's not like it could. It is happening here right now. But when you say that, um, you know, you you uh, you sound like a lunatic in America to many Americans. You sound like you're just uh, panicking, you know, and it's a conspiracy theory. It's all right here. When when Mao started the Cultural Revolution, were the people in China, were they thinking, oh, well, it's not going to happen here. It's not going to happen to us. It's not going to happen to me because I'm fine. Right. I'm, I'm with Mao. Yeah. Here's the problem. Because they don't recognize what communism is. And, uh, um, and because it's not taught. We, we, uh, in, in schools and, and the stories were never told. So it's right here, but they can't recognize it. Division, that is one of the hallmarks of, uh, uh, of Marxism, of communism. And Mao used um, class to divide Chinese in the very beginning. That was uh, 1949. They, they uh, categorized everybody. And whoever owned land were class enemies. Mm. And so, but, but that, that did not, um, and then they executed so many of them. So, um, so the class no longer there. They really eliminated the class. But they need enemies. They need enemies to maintain power. So what they do is expand that uh, category to include things like counter-revolutionary uh, counter writers. So it, it changed the definition, just like what the left is doing here. They changed the definition. So class enemy, enemy become anyone who stay out of the line. And uh, so this, that CRT is doing the same thing. They uh, categorize people by race. Okay, if you're white, you are born oppressor. If you're not um, uh, if you're not white, you're born oppressed. Same I idea. But then they redefine a racism, just like uh, um, Mao redefined class enemy. So now racist, racist can be anyone 
who disagree or who even just question CRT. When Mao, when, when Mao started, were there executions right away or did that take time? Was it, was it just ratting on people? Because I know at the end, the students were hanging their own professors. Yeah. Oh, this, that's another thing. This is really a very complex story. But anyway, the, uh, the, 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 this gene is in CCP since the, uh, its conception in 1921. Um, so it's always there. When they took over China, there's all sorts of uh, um, execution of uh, different, uh, for, uh, for different uh, uh, movements. One is uh, the uh, land, um, land reform. Another is uh, um, anti-rebellion. Uh, people have been killed all the time. During the Cultural Revolution, it's different. The Cultural Revolution, Mao was uh, setting people against each other. So, like the teachers being killed, by who? By their students. And then later, the students start to kill each other because one side claimed to be more loyal to Mao. So, Cultural Revolution is like mass movement and set up people against each other for reasons that it's not clear to anyone. When you came to America, it was what, 1986. And Mm -hmm. uh, what did you feel when you first came to America? What was, what was that like going from China to America in 86? Um, it is a long time ago, but one of the things I really rem- uh, um, remember vividly is uh, diversity of ideas and the thoughts. There's opinion of, um, of one issue from so many different sides, not just two sides. And um, um, that to me is uh, very refreshing and uh, retreating, uh, I- intriguing because I'm just so used to one version, always one version. And there's just one correct version that's party line. Mm. And uh, that's what we're going now. It's just one correct thought, way of thinking, uh, one correct idea. You see it everywhere. You see it in media. You see it in the workplace. And to me, it's we regressed back to, to me, to Mao's China. What should people, in your opinion, do, and how urgent is this? This, to me, is the first thing is to understand. This wokeism is Marxism, is communism. I know Mark Levin called those left uh, American Marxism. Mm-hmm. I'll call them American communism. It is so important to understand the nature of the game. The nature of the game is for the left, the radical left, and the democratic leadership to use the communist um, tactics for what? To gain power. That is just like Mao. We were, when I was in the Cultural Revolution, we didn't understand what was going on. We were just in the middle of all this turmoil. It's only afterwards. And especially after I come here, when I have access of um, uh, information, do I, did I understand? Oh, my God. All this was for one thing, for Mao to gain his absolute power. 
and it's happening here. To understand the nature um, of uh, what we're dealing with and to expose it. And, uh, and then to me, that's what we need to do and to organize. And one thing I have to say, communism, communist party and, uh, and uh, the Democrat party are good at one thing, organize. Mao organized the peasants. That's how he got into power. Obama organized the community. That's how he got into White House. We need to organize as well. We need to organize, and, uh, and that's what's happening, actually, across um, the country. The parents are going to the school board. They are organized. And then you see the left are really scared. They are really worried, and they are desperate. That's why they want to um, uh, call them uh, domestic terrorists. So that gives me hope that we can still win. We have to. We have to. This is, it's not a a, left and right thing. It is a good and evil. That is absolutely what we're dealing with, good and evil. And I really, every time I talk, I urge um, the immigrants who experience communism, who love Mm -hmm. this country, speak up, step up. If we lose this country, there's nowhere for us to go. She, I really appreciate it. I hope we can uh, meet and uh, and continue our conversation. Um, she Van Fleet is her name. She's in Virginia. She survived Maoist China, uh, and she is uh, one of the moms speaking up at the school board. God bless you. Thank you so much, She. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Bye bye. Let me tell you about uh, Patriot Mobile. Uh, time to uh, to stop playing the left's game. We we, we got to stop. We have to. She's right. We have to organize. We have to come together and we all have to uh, stop putting money into their pockets. They are using that money to destroy us. And while we have some, we should stick together and strengthen each other. Right now, I would uh, love for you to call Patriot Mobile today. They are the only Christian conservative mobile phone carrier In America, they're the only ones that are now working to defend the Constitution, to defend the Bill of Rights. And they are using their money to do those things. They are really good people. I know them. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Do it now or call 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT or PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Do it now. 10 seconds. Station ID. Mm. I will tell you, in Loudoun County, they are afraid. Uh, The uh, Beth Parts, she was one of the real prominent left-wing members of the Loudoun County School Board. She resigned over the weekend. Uh, and, uh, she said, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, it's right decision for me and my family and blah, 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 blah. So she's out and others are, uh, facing reelection problems. And I don't know, did you see the, uh, did you see the story in, I think it was the Washington post on, uh, the moms group that's standing up. 
you know the uh, the mom's group that has uh, standing uh, stood up. What was it? We had her on uh, on Friday. Moms, mm. Moms for America, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, um, they just got a big write up in the Washington Post, and it's unbelievable. It's absolutely really positive, glowing, very positive. Okay, They're good. a very mm-hmm. controversial group. Uh, some say radical, and it's these pictures of these moms, and you're like, oh, they look like subversives, don't they? Was it Moms for Liberty? Yeah, Moms for Liberty. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> very subversive. Very subversive. Very subversive. And, uh, you know, they're only doing the bidding of the evil GOP. Well, first we saw that. We had that wave of grandmas uh, that were terrorists getting pulled aside at airports. Amen. And now Amen. <laughs> and now we're at the point where are, the moms are doing this. Are you at your uh, school board yet? You should be at your school board meeting. And you should demand that they sever their relations uh, with the NSBA, the National School Board Association. That's the group that, with Loudoun County, sent the letter to say to the FBI, we need you to look over our school board meetings. And the FBI is like, okay, okay, we'll be right there. Um, and now, in I, I know of one in Pennsylvania that has said, we're no longer part of that group. We don't want anything to do with them. Mm. And every school board should drop their associate. That should be the first question you ask. Are you part of the National School Boards Association? If so, why? Do you Mm. have any intent of uh, severing ties, seeing that they asked the federal government to step in with the FBI to investigate parents whose kids were raped? You know, I don't know. Seems important. What do you think the effect is going to be on parents, normal parents, who maybe aren't the gutsiest, you know, people in their society, but want to do right? What are the effects of all of these unions and media coming after these parents that are speaking out? Oh, I think it's going to be horrible. Significant, right? Significant. I think the unions are everybody's exposing themselves for who they are. You're either for common sense and decency and you can handle people having other opinions that you disagree with but don't screw with my kids don't screw with my money don't screw with my uh with my job don't do it don't do it and these unions and this cabal that they've put together it's exposing itself and i hope more things happen like at loudon county and by the way loudon county keep going you're not done yet keep going you're an inspiration this is the Glenn Beck program. So if you're really basic, you might you might have something, you know, go wrong with your car. I've never had that. I don't know about you. I've never had something. Low. Uh, I'm not expecting the check engine light today. I was expecting that next week. Uh, now, the really cool kids have multiple things go wrong with their cars at the same time. Um, and it is. It's great when that happens. Great. It's great when that happens. I'm not one of the cool kids, and I've had that. Um, it, listen, you won't have to worry about it if you have Car Shield. Car Shield will make your auto repairs a smooth ride. You won't freak out about the check engine light. I've had several trucks that have had this problem. I have Car Shield. I got to. I got to the last time I put my truck in. I got to the uh, the mechanic. And he said, yeah, it's like $7,000. And I was like, what? Why didn't you call me? I I would have set the truck on fire. And he said, because CarShield covered it. 
And I got out of there as quickly as I could. <laughs> I think it, they must have made a mistake. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10%. Carshield.com slash Beck. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Time to check in with Slate as we usually do. I mean, they have all the answers. Slate Mondays. Slate Mondays. Big part of the program success over the years. Very, very Mm -hmm. popular uh, since the 1960s. But uh, in their care and feeding section, where you, if you're a progressive, can write into the magazine and the magazine will help you. Dear care and feeding, my son, Jack. 14 has been maintaining a spreadsheet that tracks all of his classmates problematic actions Mm. (laughs) now what's the first thing you don't need to say it just what's the first thing that Mm. pops into your mind Mm -hmm. jack has always had difficulty fitting in now i ask you does that support what just (laughs) Popped into your mind. I'm stunned to hear that detail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He always had difficulty fitting in, but he is a compassionate and intelligent boy. That's nice. We do not allow our children to have their own computers to prevent the risk of them being radicalized by alt-right websites. Yeah, nothing else problematic on the internet for a 14-year-old, just the alt-right websites. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So our kids share a laptop that we monitor and control access to. Okay. We found an Excel spreadsheet in Jack's folder that listed the names of all of his classmates, as well as dates and descriptions of their problematic behavior. I will say, by the way, as a person who fell into this category, anyone who's 14 year old, 14 years old and uses Excel, you're already indicating you probably don't have a lot of friends. Like you just, <laughs> you're 14 years old. You should not be on spreadsheets. And and this is speaking but you from could, someone with but real But someday you could here. grow up to be just like Stu. <laughs> this is the upside of your right. future life. Just so you know. <laughs> this is as good as it gets. Uh, some of the descriptions I saw include, has a mom who is a cop. That's, wait, that's one of the problems. Yeah, that's problem behavior. Yeah. Okay. Uh, has a mom who's a who's cop. A cop. That's the problem. Um, okay. It doesn't list pronouns in Instagram bio. Mm-hmm. Laughed at a fat joke. List problematic show as one of their favorites. Mimicked a foreign accent and used cisnormative language. Mm. The parent continues to write to Slate for advice. Um, while I'm pleased to see Jack taking an interest in his peers. <laughs> That's a little like saying, like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's parents are like, I'm at least yeah. glad he's eating. I'm glad I'm- he took interest in Laotian food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I get a weird feeling about his spreadsheet. Mm. Oh, my gosh. You are on top of it, mom or dad. Mm. As much as I don't condone the behaviors mentioned. Like having, having a mom, a mom who's a, a cop. cop. <laughs> it seems a bit oh creepy God. for him to be monitoring his classmates. I also wonder what he's trying to do with the document. Yeah, I kind of do, too. Okay, now. Because this is the type of thing that Mm. is read verbatim at the beginning of a documentary in (laughs) 10 years, right? Yes. It's a sad, sad documentary that that appears at true crime conventions. The mom and dad said they had no indication, but we found this on Dear Karen Feeding at Slate. (laughs) 
<laughs> this is exactly how okay. it happens. All right. So now you think that's bad, right? Yes. Yes. And you think, well, maybe mom and dad are going to, you know, they're on, maybe they're on it. Right. I right. mean, they're writing they're into writing to your it. care and feeding at sleep. Correct. That's the first thing that I would do. Any good parent would do Yes. That. I also wonder what he's trying to do with the document. Another concern is that we are white. And some of the kids on the list are black. Given the long history of white people policing black existence, I question whether Jack is the right person to be taking on this task and re- whether it would be more appropriate coming from a person of color. So the issue here is not that he's about to massacre all of his kids, right. kids in his school. It's that he's white. It's that he- <laughs> And there are some black kids on the list. Maybe a black kid should be, I don't know, making a list of all the kids he's going to murder in school. Holy crap, we are screwed. We are screwed. We've asked Jack about his spreadsheet, and he denies involvement. But we know it couldn't have been anyone else. He denied. Maybe maybe his sister could be the sister. She has access to the laptop. Maybe she's even more twisted, and she's like, that effing Jack, I'm going to get him. (laughs) Uh, she said, uh, he denies involvement, but we know it couldn't be anyone else. Am I right to be concerned about Jack's list? I know, uh, I know, uh, it, or I don't know that it is the best way for him to engage with his peers. What? I, I don't know that it is the best way for him to engage. I do know. I know. Yeah, do you not. know? It's not the best yeah. way. Yeah. No. Spre- spreadsheets generally not the best way. Spreadsheets that are clearly murder lists, uh, definitely not the best way. I tell way. you what, let's just do a random test. If you're on the streets, you're driving in anywhere, anywhere in Cal- California, even the good sections of California, <laughs> just stop at the next homeless person you see. Okay, you're stopped now. Mm-hmm. Roll down the window and just ask them, do you think mom and dad understand Jack? And this is the best way for him to, uh, you know, interact with his peers? <laughs> I guarantee, what are they saying? <sighs> yeah. yeah that, See, even they I, know. Mm-hmm. Even they know. Mm-hmm. I'm proud how committed he is to this cause. Are you really? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you, let's just say it was... Uh, the other side of it and it was they were all conservative complaints about his other school. wouldn't you be freaked out i'd be totally freaked out by that that's how you should look at people if my kid if i found this with my kid i'm immediately taking him to a psychiatrist immediately and i'm sitting down with a psychiatrist beforehand going look i mean we talk a lot about a lot of conservative things but this is nuts he's making a list should should he be in an institution for a while until we know he's safe to be around people? Honest to God, that's what I would be doing. That's what I would be doing. It would freak you out if you were if you had if your kid had a list of all the problems he has with all the other students. And they were like, and he was like, I'm just promoting the I just want to make track so I know I know who is, you know, a real conservative and who isn't. What was the movie? Was Would it- you be like, I'm so glad. I mean, he's really engaging in the conservative movement. No, you would only be proud of that if you think that's what social justice does. You just rat on people at best. You keep lists. I mean, if you are a social justice warrior, you wouldn't have a problem with this. And that's why the rest of America has a problem with you.
Because you think that there's another explanation for your son keeping lists about people he interacts with. Hello? Und we like it here, yeah? I mean, that's Nazi, Stasi kind of stuff. Not healthy. Do you want 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 to hear what? Oh, they responded. That's right. I forgot as part of Slate Mondays on this program, we always get the response. What's the Well, it might be Slate Tuesdays, too, because I have another one that's incredible. Just incredible. (laughs) Lots of problems. They don't understand a lot of things. Mm. Good thing Slate is here. Uh, So uh, what they wrote was, um, based on what you mentioned here, his list does seem to be a little creepy. Kids at that age should be having fun. Not documenting every transgression <laughs> his peers are making. Really? Also, the fact that he's blatantly lying about his involvement in creating a list of his peers should be a huge red flag. Really? If everything's on the up and up, then what he does, uh, if everything's on the up and up, then what does he have to hide? <sighs> yeah. Slate, I would have never thought of these things. Right, you know what I mean? I need the slate people to tell me. Mm-hmm. I'd personally call his bluff and say, okay, if the spreadsheet has nothing to do with you, then let's delete it. If he raises a stink, you know something bigger is at play here. Right? Because he would have never printed it out or put it someplace else after you already asked him about it. Yeah, my understanding is once you have a computer file, it's in one location forever. You forever. can't send yeah. it or copy right, it right, in any right, manner. Right. Mm-hmm. I respect your viewpoint about being uncomfortable with Jack policing the behavior of his black peers. Because I, I, because black people apparently are not equal, apparently not the same as us, what they are is apparently a group that cannot be judged in any way, shape, or form. That's the problem you have here. This is an incredible standard we're set, setting up for people. I, I, I can't imagine African Americans actually want this standard, where they are not judged by merit in any way. So he, he, he's uncomfortable with Jack policing the behavior of his black peers, but as a black man, the writer says, that should be the least of your concerns. <laughs> Your main objective is to find out why he wants mm. to monitor his classmates in the first place. Is he trying to be a social justice vigilante in an effort to be viewed as cool? Does he want his classmates to be canceled for doing things that he considers to be wrong as a form of payback for not being accepted by them? The possibilities are endless. Well, it's a good thing this family doesn't have a gun. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Because somebody, I don't know where they live, but if they live in, you know, some big city, there's no way Jack could get his hands on a gun. Mm. Mm. If you feel equipped to get to the bottom of it, then I highly recommend getting a therapist involved because his behavior is not typical for a 14 year old. If you feel equipped to get to the bottom of it. If you don't feel equipped to get to the bottom of it, you should go get help. Holy cow. But the possibilities are endless. You notice he didn't bring up any of the, I mean, the possibility that we thought of in the first line. I didn't know that we're all thinking. Yeah. Uh, it didn't even come up. It didn't even come up. Definitely seems like the precursor to some terrible tragedy. Yeah. Now, again, I you know, kids do weird things. It doesn't mean that every kid who does something odd like this 
It, what it does mean, though, is you're not parenting correctly. Like this, this is the type of thing that you're. It's hard to imagine a 14 year old. Well, no, you could parent correctly, and your kid could go off the deep end. That could happen, certainly. But you don't. Your your response is not to write to slate.com. Number one, yes, yeah, that that is yeah. a that is a point in your favor of. You're not a good parent. And I will say, that's, of course, the answer to every one of our Slate Mondays. You should not be writing to Slate.com. Right, or reading. Or really. reading it. But, I, like, and maybe maybe 14's old enough for this. Maybe I'm, I'm misjudging this. But, like, to me, it seems like there has to be an element of politics being pushed on kids by the parent to get to the state. Well, may I? You know what I mean? May I, maybe, maybe it's from the schools. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. That's where the kid came up with. May it. I? May I listen? May I? May I read the end of this? Of course, you can. On Slate Mondays, you can always read the end. On of a it. positive note, okay. There are far worse things that Jack could be doing than this. Is yeah, how? What? And, and it seems <laughs> as if his heart is in the right place by being in the corner of marginalized groups. Okay, that's one way of looking at that. That is one possible way. It really way. is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh, no, uh-uh. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. He could use his energy to volunteer as a big brother. Oh, that will, that, no, 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 seriously. Oh, that's what I want. That Spreading would, this type yeah. of behavior to littler kids. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I just think that the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet is something that might end up being bad news for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Signed slate mm. so i think slate has solved yet another one of the world's yeah, problems yeah we might have to revisit slate again tomorrow on slate tuesday i love slate tuesday because we've been doing that since the late 70s late 70s because mm-hmm. slate monday was so popular. so successful yeah, for 20 so years here we go <laughs> that'll be tomorrow uh and this is this one involves uh a white family that moved into the neighborhood that'll be on tomorrow Let me ask you a question. When you're about to undertake something as difficult and potentially financially risky as buying or selling a home, do you want somebody who sort of understands how things work helping you out? Would you rather have somebody, you know, that really knows, has a team around them, somebody who knows the ins and outs, the best practices to make sure that you get the best possible deal? Here's a hint. You should probably uh, go to realestateagentsitrust.com I'm just saying I started real estate agents I trust with my uh, brother a number of years ago as a free service to you to help you knock it out of the park when it comes to buying and selling housing market is always crazy and I didn't even know how to interview a real estate agent I had no idea what made them good or what made them bad I don't know somebody down the street told me they, they bought their house with you and you were good so can you do that for me I mean, really, honestly, realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the uh, Lindbeck program. We're certainly glad that you are here today. Um, I, think it's, uh, I think it's great that Pete Buttigieg is back on the job. Uh, he's, he's back from his couple months off, you know? Yeah. He was the secretary of treasury, but you know, he had a baby and, uh, both are once in a lifetime uh, transportation, by the way. Oh yeah. Secretary of, uh, by the way, I want him to stay home longer. 
I want him to never come back to the job. I'd like him to be there for his baby the whole time. The best thing for our economy Mm -hmm. and our country is to pay Pete Buttigieg to stay home. Stay home and don't even call into the office. Don't even check your emails. Don't Mm -hmm. do anything. Mm -hmm. He said, um, uh, you know, things are going to be so good um, with the, um, you know, with with um, with the economy that, you know, that's what's causing this inflation and the breakdown of the supply chain. Mm. Is it? It's getting so, so good. good. People are just out there, just like spending money, like it's like it's going out of style, which it is. Which it is. Mm. It's interesting. Take a moment today to seek out the Joe Biden campaign commercial against Pete Buttigieg, where he talks about his important experience in the transportation realm. Uh, what did he have as a um, he, well? He he inserted uh, um, light up LED lights, colorful ones, to illuminate the river below a bridge. Oh, wow. And he installed decorative brick. Wait, wait, wait. I'm still, I'm, I'm not moved past the lights underneath the bridge. Can you imagine? Because the, wa- the water turns different colors. And that's the a lights. bridge. Cars are on top of this bridge or is it oh, a yeah. walking bridge? No, no, no. They this can stuff. drive right over it. They can yeah. drive. Wow. He knows stuff about ta- transportation. And speaking of walking, which mm-hmm. is another way you transport yourself. Yeah. yeah how about sure. walking on some decorative brick on a sidewalk? Yeah, yeah. That's what Pete he did. Buttigieg too. did that. He wow. did it. What did you do? Well, if he's done those two things, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, he's clearly in the ballpark for Secretary of Transportation. Uh, my question is, what does he know about the supply chain? <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck <laughs> program.